2022 Class of Credit Union Rockstars is inspiring and energizing. Fiserv is honored to play a part in propelling us all forward together. Congratulations. From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people. Credit Union ideas. Welcome to the CUNA News Podcast. I'm Assistant Editor Brock Fritz, and in this episode of the podcast, we kick off our month-long conversations with 2022 Credit Union Rockstars. In September, Credit Union Magazine announced the 25 winners of the Rockstar program sponsored by Fiserv, recognizing unique, innovative, and creative credit union professionals who excel and make the movement a better, more interesting place. Robbie Glor fits that description perfectly and is the subject of our first Rockstar podcast. Glor, the CEO of Combined Employees Credit Union in Warner Robins, Georgia, talks about small credit unions, his love of helping people, and what helped turn around the financials of the $13 million asset credit union. To read up on the 2022 Rockstars, visit news.cuna.org rockstar or nominate a 2023 Rockstar at news.cuna.org slash nominate rockstar. Now, let's hear Robbie's story. Wanted to start by introducing yourself and your role and how you, long you've been there and any other background info you want to give? Robbie Glore with Combined Employees Credit Union. I'm CEO here. I'm also the collector. I'm the electrician. I'm the roofer. I'm the painter. I'm the plumber. And I'm my own administrative mis- assistant. <laughs> I do it all. Yeah. Uh, that's the, I guess, the uh, beauty and downfall sometimes of a small credit union. We do a lot of things. We wear a lot of hats and everything. So, uh, But I've been here uh, almost six years. I came in last week of December 2016. Credit Union was struggling a little bit. So we had a lot of work ahead of us, uh, probably a little bit more than what I anticipated. Gosh, I've been in financial services since uh, 1974. I'm the guy that started in the mailroom and uh, worked the way up. I jumped from, I'll call it the dark side, over to credit unions in 1991. And uh, I did that because, um, well, there was an opportunity for it. But after, really, after I got involved in credit unions, it was right in my wheelhouse. I was in, uh, in I'm sorry to use this word, banking. Uh, about the time the changes started. And when I started in, in banking, it was, we didn't call it a community bank. It was a hometown bank. And then later on, it was absorbed by another regional bank. And then it got bigger. And uh, of course, at that time, it felt more like, how can we get another dollar out of everybody's pocket? You know, sure. and uh, And I'm out there trying to help people and I can't do it because of the corporate environment, you know, of making money. So when I got the opportunity to go to credit unions, I knew a little bit about credit unions, but not a lot. It it was it was just like a breath of fresh air. I mean, it was like, this is what I love to do. You know, it, this is helping people. So uh, that's when I started my career in uh, 1991. I got involved with that HR 1151, the membership bill right off mm-hmm. the bat. Uh, and that just solidified everything for me. And so uh, I've been in a few credit unions. Uh, you know, one of the things that I said in this thing was why, you know, why did 
you take the CEO role, I think, or something like that. You have to be a little crazy to be a CEO because I was a VP of operations and I could see what the credit, the CEO had to do, but yet that was still on my bucket list. Sure. <laughs> so I had to check it off, you know, so um, came over here. We've done a lot of work and um, it was scary to start with. I'll say, I, this is an old saying, I was rearranging chairs on the Titanic for a little while, but then, but then everything that uh, we worked on, um, started clicking and paying off. One of the examiners actually uh, gave me some encouragement because I told her, I said, you know, I think I have used every bit of knowledge that I've ever learned to try to turn the credit union around and was still struggling. And she looked at me and she said, you know, I can see everything you've done here uh, with restructuring and everything. She said, it's going to work. It's just going to take a little bit more time. So that was kind of my nod at the end of the rope. Yep. <laughs> to hold on to, you know. So you mentioned the issues and how you've been working on it consistently. I don't know if you want to dig in super deep, but just as much as you want to go into what were the issues and what's the process then of turning things around? Probably a different philosophy. My whole time I've been in the credit union movement, it's the credit union is here to help people and find ways to make loans. I had a, a CEO long time ago told me he said we're a credit union that's what we do we loan money when i got here we weren't loaning money we were acting more as a finance company i'll say than a credit union so it was a change of philosophy retrain the lending officers to you know what i was looking at for underwriting loans and trying to dig deep i think we had a two-tier pricing structure and and uh, it's kind of like a or b credit and i brought in a little bit more robust uh, rate schedule that dug way down so that we could help more member and mitigate the risk at the same time. So, so we're able to, to serve more members and actually sit down. We had, everybody that I had up front were financial counselors. So, you know, I was encouraging them to use, utilize that knowledge they had to sit down and talk with members about budgeting and, you know, uh, instead of turning the loan down saying, Hey, look, I can't do it right now, but here's what you need to do for me to be able to say yes and get people, uh, you know, members working on on those particular things. And, you know, everybody has a hard time. Uh, we had a really high delinquency ratio when I got here and and I'm looking at it and most everything is payroll deducted. So I'm like, why did, why is it so high when we've yeah. got so many people on payroll deduction? And, and for whatever reason, somebody might have been out sick or something was skipped, but they were back on track. But um, I created the CEO amnesty program. So I said, if you fat, I told my collector, I said, they paid six payments in the last six months on time. Uh, I said, offer them a 30 day extension. Let's get them back on track so that their credit bureau recovers instead of having a 30 day late every month. So that reduced um, delinquencies real quick. And then the, uh, the lending philosophy, they had two lenders up there. Like I said, we're small credit. So it was pretty easy to talk to them and get them to see and understand underwriting guidelines that we were looking at. So, yeah, but it took a while to flush out the old stuff. That was the that was the hard part. Um, we were a little overstaffed when I got here. So I guess the first year I was kind of analyzing the staff to see 
who we needed. That's that was one of the toughest parts of being a CEO is uh, having to let somebody go. But you know the exam reports had written that up for several years, and so it was time to act on it. So we trimmed the staff down, got lean and mean, and um, then we had to flush out a lot of the uh, the bad stuff. So the first two years I was here was not pretty. And we lost $102,000. Well, when I walked in the door on December 16th, they handed me a $44,000 loss, and we were a $7.5 million credit union. The second year, we lost $102,000. The third year, we lost $124,000. And that's why I said I thought I was rearranging chairs on the Titanic. Yeah. yeah. Um, the third year, uh, we lost money, but it went. It dropped to $52,000. That's when the examiner encouraged me said mm-hmm. it's working you just gotta hope you can weather the storm and get there and then fourth year uh, about halfway through the year we were forty four thousand dollars in the hole and i just thought this is just never going to end but uh august of 2020 things flipped and uh knock on wood we haven't had a loss uh since then we chased that forty four thousand dollars down to only a five thousand dollar loss for 20, 2020, and then 2021, uh, we made about $53,000, I think. We're positive right now. So things are lo- things are looking up for us. So yeah, you know, we're $13 million now. We'll be right back with more from our rock star after this message from Fiserv. Congratulations to the 2022 Credit Union Rockstars. You are a shining example of the talented and passionate people in our industry. We are grateful for your leadership and your commitment to the credit union movement. Fiserv is honored to be a sponsor and to recognize your achievements. So you talked some about this already, but what was your process at least, or what's it like to come in, sit down and kind of realize the challenge that's ahead of you? It was scary. Yeah, uh, basically, I did examine, um, I guess, the, the examinations they had. I looked through those, uh, looked through financials. I actually had a good friend of mine, and uh, one of the things they do is go into smaller credit unions that are faltering, and they work with them and turn them around. And uh, I showed them what I was looking at, and basically, they told me, I know you want to be a CEO, but that's not the place you want to go. Okay. <laughs> it said it was really bad, and I was like, I just feel like I can help and uh, met with board. I don't know, walked the end of the door and sat down. And I guess all the book knowledge at that point became real knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then it was, it was a little scary I'd have to say it was a little scary, but um, you know, one thing about the credit union movement is I'm not in it by myself. So there's, there's tons of, other CEOs and everybody out there that want to help uh, yep. lead representatives. So, you know, I started leaning on people saying, Hey, I need a little, you know, a little insight in this. What do you do here? You know, people share a lot of information with me. Uh, and of course, like I said, I've been in the business for a pretty good while. So uh, my strength was uh, branch operations, uh, lending and member service. So turning that part around was key and getting people in to come back in the door. What kind of atmosphere do you hope to have at your credit union, whether it's with the employees or when members walk through the door? I want people to be excited about the credit union. In fact, I was, I love going up front. Uh, most of the time they keep me locked away in the back, but I love to go up front and being able to meet with members. 
and talking with people. I was just talking to a member a while ago, and uh, one of my favorite questions is, do you know the difference between a credit union and a bank? Mm-hmm. And most of them don't. So I explained that to him, and he's like, oh, wow, I never knew that, you know. Yeah. But, you know, talking to members, getting them excited, he seemed like he was really excited. He said, well, I got a couple people I can talk to at work. And I said, that's what it takes to build a credit union. You know, yep. you talking to people. I said, because this is your credit union. You own this credit union. And I said, you help me build your credit union. Um, but I love to do that kind of stuff. I get passionate about what I get involved with a lot. And uh, especially talking about credit unions, I mean. Don't get me in front of folks and start talking because I can talk all day. I love I love what I do. I'm passionate about what I do. I want others to be feel that same enthusiasm and have a positive uh, energy going on throughout the office. And people catch the fact that we're here to serve our members and help our members. Yeah, and reading through your nominations, it looks like you get out in the community, whether through the credit union or through other things. Why is that? an important aspect of your life? When I first got here, I believe we had a little bit of reputation risk uh, okay. in that we were we were acting more like that finance company that I was telling yep. you about instead of a credit union. There were a lot of people that kind of thought we were just for the low income folks. So, I mean, we had, I'm not saying everybody, we had, we had some people here that were in professional roles, but getting in front of the community, attending events by our our SEG groups, uh, meeting the key people there and letting them know the credit union is here for them. And, you know, we're able to do just about anything anybody else can do. Make those connections. The fire department around here, you know, they have golf tournaments. So you get to go play in the golf tournaments. You get to meet tons of firemen there. You know, they had uh, fireman appreciation ceremonies, uh, breakfast, and I go there and, uh, you know, give out some gift cards and stuff like that as prize drawings with, with other stuff. But, you know, that's where you connect with people when you get out in the community and and they see you as a real person. You know, I've had people tell me, so, you know, they bank at another credit union, but I've never met the CEO. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I met somebody last night, as a matter of fact, and uh, when I went to get my, the, I love my credit union sign, I keep that in my lobby. I walked up okay. there. Because uh, I had talked to him about being able to join the credit union. And he said, well, I think I'll come by there. Well, you know, sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. So I go up there to get my sign. Well, there he is sitting there. Oh, great. And I was like, oh, man, it's good to see you. You did come by. And he said, yeah, I told you I was coming by. He said, it sounded like it was good. I want to take advantage of it. And I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah, awesome. That's what you want to see. Yeah. Um, so that's why I get out and, I, and and get involved. That's where you make your connections and become a real person to people. And they know yep. That you're there to help them. All right. So we've been talking about this the whole time. So why do you believe in credit unions? Well, just like I said, it, it's in my wheelhouse. Credit unions serve members and help members through financial difficulties. And and that's just what I love to do. That's my passion is to help people and you know, know that I've either some people get mad at me because I've either told them no on the car because yeah. they've got a little bit bigger dream than what they need right now. Uh, but like I said, I explained to them, this is what you need to do or this is where you need to be. Uh, and I've actually had some people call, come back to me before. Uh, one of them that I remember, he was like a, a member. Uh, nobody ever said no to him, mm-hmm. but he was a little over his head. And I said no, and he got mad at me. And a couple of years later, he came back and, and sought me out at the credit union I was at then and, 
and told me, he said, you know, I appreciate you. You're the only one that ever said that and then told me why. So that's good stuff right there. And people understand if you if you tell them that, it, you know, at the bank, I, if I didn't do a loan, I'd say, no, they, you know, I can't do it. And there's the door, basically, you know. Uh, but at credit union, like I said, we go the extra step and say, hey, look, this is what I'm looking at. This is what I see. And you, this is where you need to work at so I can help you later on. So yep. and then their credit situation didn't happen overnight. They're not going to get out of it overnight. And those connections are probably even easier at a smaller credit union. So what does being a smaller credit union mean to you? And then also, how do you think small credit unions can survive and thrive? A small credit union means work (laughs) and a lot of it. So uh, I met with some small credit unions up in Macon, Georgia, yesterday afternoon, and the Department of Banking and Finance was there. And uh, we talked some about Cecil and Mm-hmm. Um, another uh, issue with lending limits, um, which state chartered credit unions are affected. And I'm state chartered. So um, I went up there and um, I've been a advocate. I've been to Atlanta three times now, I guess, talking to the Department of Banking and Finance. So I was kind of well versed in that and other credit unions didn't know anything about it. So just credit unions coming together, helping each other. That's how we're going to survive. You got to find your niche. I can't do everything that the billion dollar credit union does down the street from me, but I do what I do very good, you know, and, and basically we're, we're basically a savings and loans credit union. We have a few checking accounts that we just started opening up, but basically we're savings and loan and we're really good at what we do. So and that's what, that's what small credit unions have to do. They have to find that niche and be the best they can be at it. You can't mm-hmm. you can't do everything and be everything to everybody. You got to find your niche. What do you like to do outside of work? Well, since COVID, I haven't done this, but there's my uh, bowling ring. I, I bowled all my life. I'm a league bowler. That's my 300 ring. I have four of those. I play a little bit of golf. Uh, now, I don't get serious about golf because I'm not good at it. I just go yeah. out to have fun. Uh, but I do have a legitimate hole-in-one in golf. And... Uh, I like to fish and I like to spend time with my family. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an older guy. I got uh, between me and my wife, we have four boys. Um, got one that's uh, in the Air Force Reserve, one's in the Navy, uh, one that just got out of the Army not too long ago. He's medical discharge. And I got one that's an electrician. And between those four boys, they blessed us with eight grandchildren. The only problem is they're not around here. Yeah. <laughs> we have yeah. to travel to go see them. That could be good and bad. I don't know. But yeah. Um, yeah. but we love to spend time with them and, um, and uh, you know, just visit with them and love up on them a little bit. So I'm trying to think now. You got 300, a hole in one. Is there even anything else like dunking well, a basketball you know, or what What else is? No, I said in bowling, I said, if I could ever get an 800 series, okay, uh, then I would just have to quit. And I got to, what was it? Seven, 782, I think was mm. my highest. You've still got something to chase though. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. I mean, uh, the biggest thing I can tell you is I, like the sign says, uh, start with, I love my credit union. I love what it stands for. I love that it can help people. And that just gives me the warm fuzzies when we can. Thanks for listening to the CUNA News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. 
Congratulations to the 2022 Credit Union Rockstars. You are shining examples of difference makers and inspiring leaders. Fiserv is a proud sponsor.